Welcome to the Kick Pod, your weekly DNM on the stuff that matters. Hello, Lawsy. Hello there. The sun is shining. It's making me happy. How are you going? Yes, I'm good. I'm actually in a different room. I really mixed it up. I'm sitting on an actual chair today. I usually record on the floor. On the floor. <laughs> in um, the spare bedroom, but today I'm mm. in the office. But I tested, I've got a pillow underneath my recording device. So it's giving me some extra acoustics. <laughs> nice, nice. So um, obviously we are still in lockdown doing this over Zoom. I really yes. miss seeing you in the podcast studio now. I miss you. I'm really, I, I miss you truly. Mm. I miss mm. Harvey though because <laughs> I just, I miss the cuddles. I miss the cuddles. And yes, we have been extended and it's been mm-hmm. one of those weeks. Like last night, I li- mm-hmm. it was like six o'clock, hadn't made dinner. Had got the stuff for dinner though, and I just lay on our bed and I was mm. like, I could literally go to sleep right now. I'm so tired, mm. even though I'm not really doing anything in the day except working. Like I'm sitting on a chair all day and I'm just yeah. exhausted. Yeah, it's really easy to feel super lethargic, hey? It is. It is anyway. And then what else do I have to tell you? Ah, <laughs> you know what? You know what I've got for you? I've got a Ben moment. Which I've, said, yes, I've shared is, on my stories. This is a new but... segment, Ben, ben Moments. It's that not happens a new so segment. frequently that we can have them every week. But I feel like I have to share because I, it made me laugh and I feel like if, we need things to get through this time and if Ben's, my misfortunate items can help you through is in things that Ben eats, you know, let's share them. So my silk mask, I invested in a silk mask, the most mm. expensive mask I have bought. Mm-hmm. Most masks are like 5 to $10, you know. Silk mm-hmm. masks are a bit more. I ordered it. I was so excited for it to come and then it went missing. And we were chatting about this. I feel like with masks, I was literally about to kill Dalton because I was like, you've lost my mask again. They're like hair ties. You have yeah. a lot of them and then you don't know where they go. And I searched all yeah. my jacket pockets. Anyway, so I had assumed Dalton had taken my silk mask and I said, if you want one, you can order your own. Like, don't take mine. Take some initiative and order one. And then I saw her outside. So lately, because Ben is such a little, re- I tried to say rascal and menace. He's a renace. He's a renace. <laughs> a, a renace or a mascal. Anyway, and um, he, because of that, we literally uh, have become like poo observators. <laughs> so we literally, after he does a poo, we get a stick and we like, I swear to God. And we haven't cleaned it out. If you walk into our front little area at the oh, moment, no. it's just stabbed bruise. Oh, no. And it's stabbed bruise. Anyway, because otherwise we don't know what he's eating, really. He's just st- like getting on. The other day I looked across at this um, this blanket that we have on the couch and he just eaten all the tassels, like a circle of it. And I'm like, oh, this is not good for you. Anyway. So this one poo was, it was a long one, about, I said to him, and I'm being serious, 45 centimetres. Oh. And that is because it was a mask. And what he did with my silk mask, it was on the kitchen bench. So he, this is Bill barking in the background, if you can hear, because he's like this silly Just adding menace. to the yeah. story. Um, jumped onto the kitchen bench. He's eaten it because that's where it was. And then he's got off. He knows how to get on and off. So I never knew. Wait, he, how do you, like, how can you avoid him getting on and off the kitchen bed? I don't know. Surely there's a way. He is a parkour champion. You know that thing where the people parkour. jump from? <laughs> <laughs> That's 
anyway, so he was on the, yeah, so he did, what, but what he did, because I, I was opening up the thing in the, I had gloves on, don't worry, and I was like, well, it's like he's eating two masks because it's obviously beautifully has a lot of layers in these masks. Yes, he opened it up so it was like two masks and then swallowed them oh. both whole. Anyway, anyway, I know, very bad, very bad, and thank goodness he proved them out. I'm also kind of happy that I didn't know because otherwise I would have been so anxious worrying the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so that is what's up in my house. I wonder what he's going <laughs> to eat next week. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other thing, the, the mask has a little metal thing in it at the top, so I'm hoping that came out. I haven't found that yet. Kind oh, of worrying. Yeah, of course. Anyway, nose. Oh. Anyway, I can't do anything about it right now. So I just, no. I'm hoping, I'm hoping he just, he just pooed it out. Yeah. Well, he seems to have quite the digestive system. Yeah. Anyway. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm sure that's not your special share, though. So what's your special no, share? you tell me. I've, I've been talking for way too long. You tell oh. us your special share first. <laughs> okay. Well, mine is something that comes along every year and it's possibly my favorite free-to-air show on the television oh yes and it's the voice and josh and i love it every season we love it i think any kind of singing talent shows like that we really get into but particularly the voice and i don't know why i am also really sad that delta's not on it this year i really love delta i feel like she's so unapologetically herself especially on television and so I, I miss seeing her on the screen, but it's all right. I'm getting used to the new judges. It's exciting having Keith Urban on there. Um, anyway, I just think it's so it's such wholesome, wholesome content to watch, and it's just so beautiful to see like their family or their friends, supporters, you know, get so emotional um, when they when they're up there singing or when they get a four chair turn or like, and you just see their dreams like starting to come true. I don't know. There's just something really special about it, and we thoroughly enjoy it and we're both softies we generally like have happy tears almost every time we watch it so (laughs) I wish it was on every night but that is my that is my special share because that is what we are consuming love it and are they still how much longer are we in the the this stage where people are auditioning I think it's still I think it like because this takes up a lot of the time um I'm not sure how much longer it is maybe next week or probably a couple of weeks to be honest because it's only really started this week so I think it's generally about three or weeks or so of auditions and then it goes but but we love it all the way through like it gets really exciting when you know then there's parts where like the coaches can steal from each other or like you know it's I don't know we we really enjoy the whole thing but there is something special about the audience you're you're big fans obviously I am yes very (laughs) obvious I don't know I should really go I mean obviously it's probably hard with COVID these days and obviously the fact that it's not live currently but I really wish we had you know, maybe looked into how we could be in the audience. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. I, I, lo- I love, I have to say with The Voice and all the other shows like that, I love the audition process. I, mm. I don't find the, uh, the other parts as yeah. interesting. Well, I, mean, I don't know, I just, I love you, the audition though. It's so yeah. nice. Unless you like really connect with one of the people yeah. that auditioned and then you like really want them to go far, that's kind of how you you then yeah anyway I kind of like it after auditions because it's like everyone think like not has been given their dream yeah and everyone's happy but then after that obviously people get eliminated and not everyone can win so anyway <laughs> anyway now my do you want to know my special yes share? yes okay yours was awesome by the way I Thanks. feel like that's the type of tv we need to watch in yeah. lockdown um mm. I have got two one two special shares for you one is 
not really a special share because I'm going to recommend, not recommend, I'm going to tell you that something that I've seen heavily advertised was mediocre. So I'm not sure if anyone should watch it. It's called Hacks. Oh, you told me you're starting to watch this. Yes. So there's ads everywhere, billboards everywhere. It's Mm. looked like, the ad looked like it was going to be the Devil Wears Prada kind of show. Right, right. Okay. This is the situation to watch it. I enjoyed it, but I'm not like raving about it and dying for season two. It was, Mm. if you need something to watch that's not stressful, that's not, you know, going to mean that you have to stay up late to continue watching it. Mm. that's when it, you should watch it. The last episode is lovely, but it did, it took me about 10 episodes to get into it and it is 10 episodes long. Right. However, if you're looking for something easy, that's where this show comes in. <laughs> what an odd special show. <laughs> but the other one that I have is Ted Lasso. Now, that yes, is that's like two. the voice. That is beautiful, beautiful <laughs> TV. So wholesome. I was last night I was when I was in this horrible, tired mood, Mm. We, we started watching it and I just, it like, honestly mm. makes you feel a hundred times better because he's just the nicest man in the whole world. Yeah. So that is on Apple TV. Season two is out, but it is slow releasing, not all at once, which is always sad. I like that. No, I, I don't. like that. Oh, but they're like only 30-minute episodes. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah. come on. I still need to get into it. I'm, um, I, I liked the episodes, but I'm, as I've said to you before, I'm seriously in a mood of watching serious outside of the voice obviously when it comes to like a tv series i'm into serious drama like we're watching um animal kingdom right now mm, like, I, no. that, that, that triggers like, my anxiety <laughs> yeah so like it's you know i feel like i need to get in the mood for ted lesso but but it, it i did enjoy the first couple of episodes in that case definitely don't watch hags okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so we have got a few Wow, I nearly swore. Kick updates. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steffi, do you want to start first? Okay, sure. Because we want to talk about the Kickbump Facebook group, and you are the queen of the Kickbump Facebook group. Oh, am I? Am I? No, I. You know what? It's such a beautiful space. If you guys didn't realize what, or if you hadn't, um, we've kind of mentioned it in the last couple of podcasts, but um, obviously our kick community on Facebook is such a special and amazing place to be. Like if you're on the app, please check out our Facebook community. You won't regret it. Um, And we loved it so much so that when we launched Kick Bump, we started to see a lot of mums sharing some really, really beautiful content. Um, And we don't want that to stop in the Kick community, by the way. But we thought, why not start a Kick Bump community as well so that you know mums can feel like they're sharing content with with other mums who might be able to relate or help them or you know ask questions it's kind of like a virtual mothers group and it's been such a beautiful space I've been seeing you know people asking about products that like if, if it's all the you know I've heard this advertised is it any good has anyone actually tried it or like you know transitioning out of sleep sacks or transitioning out of catnapping like all these different things that you would go to your your friends in your mother's group or on all that sort of stuff for that kind of advice and particularly right now for new mums there's been a lot of virtual mothers groups because of covid um and so i've heard from a lot of friends who have joined those virtual mothers groups that they're not getting that same connection with those women that you know they might have got if they were meeting in person and there's something really special about our community that 
connects you on like a whole other level I think because you know you're around like-minded individuals um whether it's just in the kick community or the kick bump one so I think if you're if you're someone who is either a new mum or you're pregnant and you have even if it's not questions but you just want to share your journey and you want to see what other people are up to and um connect with others maybe in your area maybe on the other side of the world um but you know like one of my friends um you know chessie king she's you know in london but i found it so helpful to have her throughout my pregnancy and you know we've she's been asking me questions ever since she gave birth to her little one as well so like it's just beautiful how much you can get virtually from Mm. one another and um yeah so if you're if you're on kick bump and you want something extra join our kick bump facebook community Love that. Question, have you got a mother's group from... Uh, I So I recently got contacted from the council. Okay. And then, we, and then we went into lockdown. So if I want to join it, it will be a Facebook community. Uh, sorry. It'll be a... Um, Zoom or something? A Zoom call or something like that, which I'm not like... I'm not opposed to doing, but I have made my own kind of mother's group. <laughs> which, <laughs> which no, but mother's groups are really for those who don't have anyone... Yes. You know, they might not have any friends or family that have had a baby in in that time or that can kind of relate or help them out. So um, I totally understand why they exist and I'm all for them. My mum is still best friends with her whole entire mother's group. That's so nice. Um, They still go on trips like two times a year. So like I I can definitely see how it helps a lot of women. Um, But I'm not sure yet if I'm going to. I'm really throwing you under the bus because, there. <laughs> no, but I, I only because I already have my little mother's group yes. from people I already knew, but also I have the Kick Facebook group as well. So it's, I feel like I'm kind of getting everything that I would from the mother's group, if that makes sense. Lovely. That Sorry, sa- for it sounds really bad. It sounds like I'm. It sounds like I'm like closing off any potential friendships, but I promise that's not the case. I just, yeah, I don't know. No, completely get it. Sorry for throwing you under the bus. <laughs> I feel like I just left the silence there, so it like made you feel like. <laughs> anyway, so I feel like anyone who's been contacted yes. by the council right now is probably feeling the same. And I just want to say, if I hadn't already had my mother's group that I've kind of connected with, I hundred percent would be checking out the mother's group. Like, please do not take this as. I won't do it either then. Like, don't follow my footsteps. If you have no one else that you can talk to or catch up with, like, it's probably a good idea. <laughs> I'm just digging my way up out of the hole you put me in. Okay, we're back, we're back. Okay, so the second update is that we are in the second to last week of our 12-week workout in Winter Challenge, only one and a half weeks to go. You know what it's that means? Awesome. What? There's only one and a half weeks of winter. Oh my god, how good is that? It's like the best news ever. Oh, that's so good. A hundred percent. Well yeah, there we go. One and a half weeks left of winter, one and a half weeks left of the challenge. It's been so good. I love doing a little snippet challenges every day. And I love that yeah. um there's I've seen some posts in the community of people that haven't might have missed a few days, but then they do them all at once. <laughs> Yeah, amazing. Make it a full workout. Very inspirational. Um, Alrighty. So now today's DNM. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Actually, you read it. I love your voice in the DNMs. Oh. So I'm ready for it. Yes. So Uh, please read. Put on a voice. (laughs) 
I would love to ask you two for some advice about some. Okay, that's really. I feel like I'm insulting this person. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would love to ask you two for advice about something. I am 20 and I've been with my boyfriend for almost two years. He's so kind and caring, and I love spending time with him. However, I'm very driven and motivated and currently studying a double degree in nursing and midwifery on top of part-time work. He's 22 and isn't sure what he wants to do yet, which is fine, but since the start of the year, he hasn't been working either. I love him so much, but I can't help but feel as though I need someone who is more driven and motivated. I've been feeling like this for a while now, and I've tried to encourage him or support him, which usually does end in him changing the subject quite quickly. Do you have any suggestions as to what to do next or how to decide whether this relationship is truly right for me? Mm, This is hard, 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 hard. I mean, all relationship questions are hard. I think firstly, I would say that between 17 and, you know, 20 two to 25 we change so So much much, as humans the development that we do so often if we have a partner from when we're 17 or 18 and there's obviously people that stay together from from that time and you know that's amazing but it's also very common that you you not even outgrow each other but you just you go in totally different paths and you're not as aligned as as you were to start with so I wanted to start with that that's okay it's really sad because it's not there's nothing wrong when that happens with with your relationship. It's just that, as in, like you're not angry at each other, you're not which fighting. can make it harder. It, it does. Can make it harder. I think yeah. it makes it it's so much harder. Um, but then I think with the drive situation. So I know personally, I am an extremely driven person, and I really need to be around highly motivated people that Mm. that is something that I know inherently that that I need um -hmm. so this would be very hard for me and I think Mm. it's it's really hard because people go through stages in their lives where they're not as motivated and they're struggling and it it doesn't mean that you know you just break up with someone if if they need help and they're not motivated but I think it's important to kind of you know address this with them how you're feeling and if they're changing the subject every time it might mean that you're trying to change them into a person that they're not yeah so that might not be right what do you think Steffi I I completely agree I think for me the one thing that first came to mind was obviously I'm not sure where you're living but you know there's probably a lot of people who are going through a phase where they're feeling incredibly unmotivated um, and are finding it really hard to be driven or to know what to do with their life right now because we've been thrown the biggest curveball of all being COVID um, which has really limited people to kind of reach for their dreams or to like figure out themselves or like you know there's people who take time off work and travel or you know volunteer or go do this and go do that or try this and that we don't really have the flexibility to do that at the moment and so I think it's totally normal for someone to be in a slump right now feeling unmotivated so I think that's one thing you've got to work out is has he kind of always been this way you know since you've been dating or since you've known him do you think it, it is a part of who he is or is it just a moment that he's going through? I think maybe trying to have that conversation with him um, and seeing, you know, yeah, where his head's at and everything. I, I know it's hard if you've tried to in the past and he's, you know, ending the conversation each time. As Laura said, that might be a sign that he just has no interest um, and he might be someone who's just not super motivated or driven. And that's that's fine too. It's like, 
But as you said, Laws, for someone like you, it's it, it's something that you really need to, to keep ticking yourself is to surround yourself with those kind of people. It's kind of like, you know, for me, it's really important to surround myself with people who, um, you know, spark positivity in other people because I, I mean, that's what I try and do, but also I'm also, I have a tendency to fall into a bit of a negative trap now and then. And if I'm surrounded by negativity, it's real. It's almost like I, I pick up on other people's energies, and I just become that energy. <laughs> so for me, being around like supportive, caring people is really important. Um, and so if being around motivated and driven people is something that makes you tick and makes you driven and motivated, that is okay. And it's okay to voice that that is something that you want. And don't feel bad for wanting that. If even if it does mean that you guys need to take some time whether it's a break or, you know, you have a discussion about that sort of thing, like don't feel bad about that because it's really important that when you're in a relationship, you're still putting your, you're still prioritizing yourself um, as well. But, but as we touched on the hardest thing about relationships like this is when there's actually nothing wrong, like no one's cheated on someone, no one's like, you know, done anything hugely wrong that that you're just kind of like growing in a different direction or have a a difference in opinion or something. That's when it's the hardest to deal with. So, um, thinking of you, (laughs) Mm. um, but I would just suggest continue to try and talk to him about it. If he continues to shut it down, then I think it becomes a more serious conversation about, okay, well, this is just not working. If you can't talk to me about this it's not working. Like, Mm. you know, I need to focus on myself for now. Um, Maybe that'll spark him into (laughs) wanting to open up about why he's not feeling motivated. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I I completely, completely agree with that. And I think as well, it does depend on on where you're at in your relationship. Because if Mm. you had been with your partner, and even me, for example, for someone that like really, that's something that's really important to me. If I've been with my partner for 20 years and we're married and they're going through a really hard phase in their life and Mm. they're not driven and motivated as their normal selves, that is okay because being in a relationship is a a big part of it is supporting each other. However, I also think it's important to remember that especially in our formative years when we're younger um, Mm. and, you know, we're, we're being with we're having different boyfriends or partners or mm. and people that we're with and we're, we're younger I think that's the most important part you don't need to fix people I think I've kind of a, a lot of my friends have found themselves in those positions where they think that you know someone's their partner might be struggling with something and that it's their job to fix them and it then seeks into their world and it means mm. that in those formative years they're held back from their career forming good relationships I think that is when this can become quite hard Mm. um so I think yeah I just if you're I know if you're a really caring person it can be really hard to walk away from someone who might need support um and it doesn't mean that you're doing that I just think you also need to consider yourself um and ensuring that you're not being held back from what you want to do um because of you know a relationship in in your very early 20s yep agreed that was a great question. And I think I just, uh, yeah, so many people would have been through that. It's such a common mm. thing. Mm. So we're sending you love and we, we hope that helped a little bit. Yes. And good luck with your double degree, you smarty pants. <laughs> yeah, amazing. And on top of part-time work, very impressive. All righty. So now for, we've got a clumsy story. So mm-hmm. are we ready for it? 
<laughs> bit of a I'm ready. bit. Of, we need these clumsy stories through lockdown because we need to laugh. So, <laughs> one evening in early June, I went for a long walk after work. It was a gorgeous night, and I don't know if you have mockingbirds in Australia, but they are very territorial in early June. I don't know if we do. No, we don't. I we don't. don't? We do. No. I All don't I so. when I think of mocking. Birds. I think of To Kill a Mockingbird, the book that we had to read in Year Twelve, or I had to read it in Year Twelve English. <laughs> ah, I think of that um, movie series, uh, that one where they like are thrown into the arena where they have to kill each other. What's that called? And she's the mockingbird. Oh, oh that's going to annoy Hunger me. Games. No, Hunger Games. Oh, it is. Oh, there you yes. go. Sorry, continue. I could hear them calling out, and as I was walking. I could hear them calling out as I was walking, but I wasn't at all worried about them. There were lots of people on the trail, and as I was heading towards home, one mockingbird called so loud that I turned to look, and the bird was flying straight at me, murder in its eyes. (laughs) It was terrifying. I screamed, tried to run away, and then my shoe got caught. I flailed my arms several times like an idiot, but I could not regain my balance, and I crashed onto the ground. (laughs) I was just lying there wondering if I was hurt, scared, this bird was going to come back and really hoping no one had witnessed this i was also afraid a cyclist would come along and ride over me (laughs) there were no serious injuries but my knees were bloody and my palms and elbows were also bleeding i was still a mile and a half from home and so i passed so many people on the walk home and none of them asked if i was okay (laughs) i also had to walk to the store when i got home because i didn't have any band-aids and of course the next day at work was a field day i'm a teacher so i wore shorts and everyone could see my horrifying looking knees and it is still scarred (laughs) sounds like my knees i've got scars all over them (laughs) oh my god how's this last sentence i'm still a fan of bird watching but when i see a mockingbird i cross the street (laughs) sounds like magpie swooping in australia that's what it reminds me of yes Yes, mm. yes, yes. No, anyway, thank you. That's quite funny. And Amazing. I can just imagine if if someone videoed that and you couldn't see the bird, like how funny that would have been. Amazing. Amazing. Anyway, so now for this week's topic that we're going into, mm. we got a fantastic DNM. So thank you very much to everyone who's been sending them in. Just if you would like to send one in, you can send it in at podcast at keepitcleaner.com.au. Steph and I are on that email. We will read them and we appreciate them very much. So it was all about confidence and there were some fantastic questions in in the email. So we thought we would do a deep dive on confidence and answer these questions because they're so good. So first up, Steffi, mm-hmm. when in your adult life did you first feel you were truly confident and why? What a question. What a question, right? Um, honestly, I think now... <laughs> Um, there is something about, and I've spoken to my girlfriends and my other mother's group about this. There is something about motherhood, excuse my language, but that makes you really not give a fuck what people think about you. (laughs) Of course, there is the anxiety on whether or not you're doing the right thing by your child. Like, of course, that mum guilt and everything is still there. No doubt about that. But there's this confidence in being your true self or your rawest form, I think, because of the, you know, the lack of sleep, the lack of time to do your hair or to look half decent or, you know, be okay with spew being the new accessory on your top every day, um, getting pooed on. There's just all this stuff that just really 
brings you down to earth and humbles you as a person. And it's a super, super empowering thing as well to go through um, parenthood. I feel really empowered and, and amazing for it. And I just think that right now, when I think of my adult life, there has been moments where I have truly felt really confident and I've spoken about it before. I've always been a very confident person. I feel like that's something that I grew up with and was a trait that was really kind of drilled into me as a kid to be confident in myself. And and so I've always been really loud and proud as a person. That's not to say I haven't struggled with confidence. I definitely, definitely have. And there's been moments even recently that I have as an adult, because I think you put this like pressure on yourself, especially through these like your twenties and you're discovering who you are and working out what you want to do in life and all that sort of stuff. But for me currently right now in life where I'm at and where I feel like I'm going, I suddenly just don't, I, I just don't care what people think. And I'm really confident to just say and do what I want because <laughs> I know who I am right now. I feel like I'm really true to myself right now. And I, I feel like I just, I know myself like inside and out. I, I know everything about myself, the good and the bad. And so I'm just, I'm just at a place where I feel okay to be that person. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love that. No, that's, and I think I've, I've really noticed that in you and it's awesome um, <laughs> to, to see that. And it's nice. I feel like the most amazing feeling in the world is when you don't give a fuck. <laughs> Look at you! <laughs> About what people think of you and that's hard. That's hard. Look, I can't say I'm at your level at this point, but I think for me, I, when I first felt truly confident, I think would be, I mean, I've always been confident in my ability to know, you know what? It was after year 12. Mm-hmm. And I, the next question is about stability of confidence. So do not think that I'm, oh, you know, I've been this way since year 12. So you absolutely have not. But for me in year 12, I, I'm not naturally super academic. Like I, I definitely have some cells in my brain that help me, absolutely, you know, <laughs> work things out. But I wasn't one of those kids or teenagers that just understood everything and didn't have to study and could get through everything and had that next level kind of, you know, intellectual ability to get through things. And mm. I, but what I did know is that if I worked hard at something or, you know, you I wanted yourself. to believe, yeah, I really yeah. tried, I worked hard enough, I could, you know, get to to where I wanted to get to. And I think for me, thinking back, when I got my, and, and our ATAR is something, anyone listening, your ATAR does not define anything about your intelligence what you're capable of or what you can do in your life. Absolutely not. But for me, when I got my mm. ATAR back after spending, mm. like I did like, I think it was like whatever the hours the State Library of Victoria were open in the day, which I think was like nine till nine, I was in that library every single yeah. day for, you know, a month straight before my exams. I did every single thing that I could to put myself in the best position to, you mm. know, do as well as I could in those exams. And when I got my ATAR back, which reflected the hard work that mm. I had done, that for me was a very, really, I think a super pivotal moment in myself yeah. and my confidence that I know I can achieve things if I put my, mm. if I put my my mind to it and it means that I'm not going to expect things to come to me because I have to work for them but I know yeah. I am capable of things if I work for them and I think that when I think of my adult life I mean 
I don't know, is 18 an adult? When is an yes. adult? When is yeah. an adult? That's the question. 18. I think in Australia, that's technically when you're an adult because you can drive and you can drink. Well, I, I was actually not 18 yet. I finished my exams on the, it was right before my birthday, but it wasn't my birthday yet. Um, so yeah, well, I was actually 17, but yeah, that for me was when I felt really confident in, in my ability, I think. And for me, because I put so, I think a lot of my confidence is uh, kind of connected with especially my career and, and it's kind of now, back then it was my results in school because mm. that's how, you know, we were measured, mm. but now it's more career focused. I've always had a, yeah, I put a lot of weight onto that. So that, that for me was, was probably the first, the first moment. Next question, how stable is confidence for you these days? Confidence in who I am, like just in everyday daily dealings um I, I it's very stable like in, daily like in daily deals in daily deals doing all the deals <laughs> I'm very confident I'm very stable and I don't see it changing anytime soon um but there is still parts of my life that challenge me that I don't necessarily feel super confident um that I feel like needs work but I still feel confident. Like I'm still that confident person, but I'm not like, I know I'm not nailing this. (laughs) I feel like confidence though, for me, I think being able to accept that I'm not nailing things and still turn up for me um, is when I know that I'm feeling good and I'm feeling confident. I think when I get scared from a task or, you know, for, for someone who might have social anxiety, you know, maybe meeting someone, when I get scared of a task and I know it's because I don't think I'm going to do that great at it, so then I don't show up, that's obviously when I'm lacking confidence. But lately, even the things that are challenging me, I've been showing up for. So I feel like currently I'm quite stable. Over the years, though, I have I have definitely struggled with my confidence. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's those tasks where I, I might not have, you know, felt like I... Um, not I didn't belong, but maybe I, I felt in the past that I felt like someone had made me feel like I didn't belong. I definitely didn't feel confident in. So, you know, we have we have faced a lot of those kind of situations through running this business um, over the years where I've totally questioned my ability in, you know, being in a position where we have a team that come to us, that look up to us. That has scared the shit out of me over the years. And my confidence has definitely ebb and flowed throughout that process. Um, I think though, because I've been able to come to a point where I know I don't know it all, um, I'm a lot more confident in being there because I've learned that they don't expect me to know everything, if that makes sense. Like, and they're okay with that as Mm. well. Like it's, I don't know. I mean, I just love our team, but yeah, stability with confidence for me, it, it's, I see, I, I foresee the future being really stable, which is really exciting for me. I feel like because I've got to this point where I'm so confident in who I am and comfortable with who I am that no matter what challenges I face, I will be able to approach them confidently because at the end of the day, I have bigger priorities in life <laughs> that I'm more concerned with. Um, but up until this point, yeah, I mean, I could lack in confidence in anything that I did. I lacked confidence, you know, social media was a big one, especially last year. And with the cancel culture, like continuing to grow, um, I've only really just built back up my confidence in 
still allowing myself to just be who I want to be and accepting that not everyone's going to agree with everything that I stand for or that I post about. Um, you know, not giving a crap that if I post something that someone disagrees with, I lose, you know, 5,000 followers that day or whatever. That's, that's okay with me now because I'm comfortable with who I am. For the last couple of years, that was not okay with me. Mm-hmm. And I was not comfortable and not confident in posting things. I was so scared about whatever I posted. I reread every caption that I wrote a bazillion times over. I read into it thinking, how could this be, you know, pulled apart by someone how could someone think I'm, you know, possibly maybe insulting someone, some individual, I really don't want to hurt anyone by saying this or, you know, I really dissected everything that I was doing because of that cancel culture that was really, really growing. And I, the cancel culture is still there. Absolutely. Like that's not gone anywhere. And that's, if anything, it's gotten stronger. But I think because I've come to a point where I'm really comfortable with who I am and happy with who I am, I really don't mind if someone wants to cancel me, like I'm not for them. And I, that's okay. (laughs) But, um, yeah, my stability and confidence on social media far out, that's probably been the biggest roller coaster for me in my adulthood. Mm. Yeah, and, I mean, we did an episode last week. I mean, while it wasn't on confidence, it was on vulnerability mm. and things that can affect us. And I think from mm. that – so I can't come on this week and say – I'm all good. I'm 100% confident because obviously if you listen to last week, absolutely isn't the case. But it's funny in what I am confident in versus what I'm not. So Mm. the the review that we spoke about last week was an attack on who I am as a human. That for Mm. me, I am working through. I think it's so important to acknowledge it's a journey. You don't get Mm. to a stage where you are like, okay, I'm amazing. I can never have any self-improvement and like I'm confident forever. No, of course. Absolutely not. But... It was funny because then I got another comment yesterday on a post and that was about my body. And it was like how my, I shouldn't wear these shorts because they weren't flattering. But it was Which, kind of. It was, you know, it's funny. It was the same day that I, I like saw you in the shorts when you were getting a coffee and I was like, oh my God, they're amazing. That was amazing <laughs> on you. <laughs> anyway. But you know, the thing is when I read that comment, I literally don't give a shit yeah, yeah. what on earth I look like in exercise clothes slash any clothes. I love yeah. my small running shorts because mm. I love running in them because they make me go faster. I just feel like they do it. So I don't care what my body yeah. looks like in anything slash no one should be able to make those comments. It was obviously an extremely inappropriate comment. It was also one of those like weird sandwiches where they tried to be like, even for you with a great rig or something. And I was like, yeah, like trying that to compliment didn't make you it better. Whilst, yeah, yeah. 100%. But it was funny because when I saw that thing, I started laughing. I was like, what a sad person. I don't give any, like, I don't, my, my worth is not in the way that I look like. Mm-hmm. And that has taken me so long to work through. I mean, we both struggled so much with the confidence in the way that we looked when mm-hmm. we were younger, which is kind of, you know, when I say younger, like our, our late to, late teens and early 20s and that's you know Mm. where keep it cleaner kind of came from because we never wanted anyone else to feel that way again but I I can say I've got to a place now where people could say whatever they want about my body and I don't care because as long as my body is functioning and you know protecting my organs and it's going to help me live a long life and you know be able to do things and run around and whatever that I am able to do that's all that that matters to me so I think that Mm. to me was it was quite interesting when I was reflecting because I was like it's so funny how when I'm attacked for who I am still absolutely not there but when my body is you know 
spoken about. I don't care. So I feel like that was a proud moment for me. And then Mm. I think though as well, when like last year was a really bad confidence year, which we've spoken, we've spoken about a lot. Um, And I mean, anytime in my life, what I've realized with confidence is the only way to get it back is to get back on the horse yeah. And put yourself out there and yeah. prove to yourself that you can do it. And I think it's 100%. it's hard because when you're feeling like you are nothing and you're worthless and, you know, you've yeah. got no confidence, it is so hard to, you know, go out and do a speech or do whatever you need to do in your life that where that confidence was taken away. And mm-hmm. I think but the hard part is I, I truly believe, like for me, the only way to get that confidence back is to show myself I can do it and try again. Well, 100%, because if you're always basing your confidence on, you know, the way, what other people think of you, then you'll never truly be confident because there's always going to be someone who disagrees with what you do or what you look like. Um, And so, like, for me with social media, the kind of roller coaster of being confident on that, you know, there's moments I built my confidence back up and then I let someone else tear it back down Mm. by reading into too much of what, they had to say and so where I'm currently feeling that I, I'm at is that I am at a point where I'm okay with being disagreed with um because I know I'm being my exactly like we, what we spoke about last week with vulnerability mm. I know I'm being my true self and for me it's really it's much more important to please myself um than it is to go on social media with some sort of a mask or a front just to try and please people we've kind of touched on like different parts where we have felt like our confidence has ebb and flowed and you've even touched on especially last week with the vulnerability podcast and everything is that kind of where you feel like you're you're least confident these days like kind of dig into that a little bit where are you feeling at the moment with who you are and what you do and everything where are you struggling at the moment with confidence yeah I would say definitely it's it's the fear of of judgment from others I think that's the one thing that's still my 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 self value and worth is still very much tied in in what others think of me and it's not about you know what I look like it's what others think of you know who I am Mm. as a human and what I do in my life and I think that is oh it's it's one of those things that it, it is hard um and it's hard to get rid of that and it's also when you put it kind of when you spell it out to yourself and the the book that I love, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson, he spells this out really, really well. And it's kind of like if you put all of your all of your confidence and your self-value in what other people think, you literally, and especially for people that are anxious, you have got no control over that. Yeah. So you are putting your entire self-worth into the hands of people in the world that you can't Mm. control and you can't Mm. I mean especially for me someone who really values self-improvement and just wanting to always improve and I I always think Mm. I can learn so much more it's funny that I think so much and care so much about what other people think because that is an area where I could do all the self-improvement in the world and not everyone's gonna like me you can't yeah. work on that. You can't work on other people liking you because the issue is with them if they don't like you. It's not with you or they're just not the people for you. 100%. And I think it's like what we've learned about anxiety, that it's kind of a double-edged sword because 
it's only really it only really means that you care <laughs> you kind of overthink things like what people think of you because you care mm. about other people and about how you treat other people um so it's not a bad thing it's a positive thing to obviously want to please people or want the best for people but at the end of the day you are you and you can't please everyone and whilst yes we all can learn we can all improve I think when it comes to your your yourself your truest self not you know the way you speak in a meeting not the way you I don't know hold yourself um I don't know I've got no other examples because <laughs> But like not not a task or not a study, not work or not something that, you know, you can work really something hard measurable. on improve. Something measurable. I feel like when it's your truest, true self, whilst, you know, we can learn little things like, okay, maybe you shouldn't have, maybe we've learned some words that we grew up using that aren't mm. appropriate. You know, that's a good example of something that we, we have learned as our true selves that's not appropriate to say these days and that's good that's good that's constructive and it's good but when it comes to your true 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 version of yourself it still kills me because you are the nicest person I've ever met in my entire life that not your mum is your mum Wendy is the nicest <laughs> but you are my mum literally like you're the same person so like it, it's it's yeah, it, it just kills me that you feel that the, in the back of your mind that there's still a part of you that thinks you need to work on that to work on who you are because it's like there is people who are horrible like horrible people mean and they feel like they don't need to change right they're confident in being themselves and whatever you know what that's fine all power all power to them but you're the opposite you're super super kind and thoughtful and yet you still think you need to improve so I just think try i'm not a psychologist i feel like this guys i'm really sorry i'm trying to give you advice (laughs) no i love you and i appreciate it so much but i'm like this podcast is becoming a personal counseling session (laughs) i'm like i I need a pep talk steffi come on (laughs) but i mean like i i I, what i'm trying to say is i'm obviously this is just coming from a friend like i i I'm not, I'm not a psychologist. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But what I think you need to separate is your need to always and want to always learn and improve on things. That's a fantastic trait when it comes to things like work or, you know, other things like that, skills, running, anything. But when it's you, who you are as a person, because you are who you are, like, you, honey, you really don't need it. <laughs> work you don't need work (laughs) I I want you to be able to separate that um because and and to not care what people say because they don't know you anyone that truly knows you or anyone that's kind so that people can obviously take this (laughs) and it's not a personal (laughs) podcast anyone if you know that really you care so much about others and you really do do your best to be the best to everyone else like please try and remove your care factor for what other people think of you because you're doing so much more than than a lot of other people out there. You give more of a fuck than a lot of other people out there. Thank you, Steffi. I feel like <laughs> I'm on the couch with Oprah right now in a soul session and I <laughs> my soul is filled. So thank you. Oh my God. That's um uh, yeah and I think um as as Steph said that's obviously not just for me. That is for anyone yes. that feels this yeah. way because I think a lot of a lot of us do. And I think the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about Steph with with also I'm just how lucky am I to have Steph as my best friend like (laughs) the best thing in the whole world um but our 20s I think 
are very hard period to navigate because you go from, you know, living at home, only having to worry about those measurable outcomes like I mean, I know there's there's hard times in high school with it's very groupy yeah. and, and all those things, but your what you're measure, you measure you measure your success on is so it's such a you know it's it's what you get in your ATAR or how you go in your school sport or whatever it's such a confined and kind of we're kind of quite protected and then when we go out and we're in our 20s it's like hang on there's all this pressure to become an adult which what even is an adult we don't even get taught mm. how you know how to adult and we just have to mm. navigate these 10 years where we're literally I'm still stuck between the stage that I want my mum to call in not now it's <laughs> like I no, but you know, a few, maybe a few or four whatever years ago, I still want mum to call into work and, and have to face the fact that I don't want to, you know, when you were younger and mm. if you didn't want to go to work and you didn't want to tell your boss that you were sick or tired, you'd get your mum to call in mm. and mm. do it for you. Like we go from that to then having to go out into the real world, have really mm. serious conversations. And then at the same mm. time, especially as if, if you're a, a woman and you want to have children, you're faced with this kind of idea that, you know, when we're younger, we're just trying to not get pregnant because that's all we're told at school. And then it's like, hang on, now I'm nearly 30. We've got a biological clock. When did I become an adult? Why do I have to mm. think about this now? Mm. Like, I feel like it was yesterday. Mum was calling in for work sick for me. And it's, <laughs> it's such a bizarre time because, and also with mm. the next question that was sent here, which is so great, is how does it get affected by how you compare, your confidence get affected by how you mm. com- compare yourself to your peers? In your 20s especially, everyone mm. is on such different life paths because oh, there's absolutely. so many ways you can do life and it's so hard not to compare because it's like this in-between time that, I mean, mm. the Michelle and Zara wrote a fantastic book, book called The In-Between, mm. which is about your 20s. Mm. That I love, highly recommend that book. But that it's the perfect way to explain it because it is the in-between time. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's journey is so different. And it's so it's so easy to compare what you're doing. And it's yeah, it is hard. Some people will still be at uni until they're 30. Some people might not have gone to uni and started full-time work at 18. And it's mm. just such a polarizing. I don't know. I find it very confusing. I'm like, am I an adult? I still don't like the other week we left out we forgot to put our bins out I feel like Mm. if you put your bins out on time is a good example of this is not a serious example but are you a good adult we forget to put them out so then we have to put them out on the other side of the road because that side is picked up later Mm. then we leave our bins on the other side of the road for one nearly a week five days and instead of going and getting them which is so bad because they're on someone else's nature shoot we put rubbish (laughs) just pile it up in our driveway (laughs) we did that last week and I was like Dalton we need to be more responsible that's obviously a very silly example of of adulting but I it is a hard place to navigate again there is so many different ways to adult and as you've spoken before your both of you adult your work kind of organizational and admin is very like perfect everything is scheduled you are busy and you are very impressive and then you just because of that you sometimes let the ad the kind of what's what do you call life it? admin like life admin life admin go astray like you're you're rubbish and you've been <laughs> on the other side of the street and possibly putting time aside to teach Ben not to eat things like those kind of things it's like that's life I've got other things to worry about 
And that's fine because then there's people who are completely lost in their job or their career or they feel like they're always late or, you know, all this sort of stuff, but they're probably on top of other shit in their life. You know, we're all at at different stages. Mm -hmm. We all have different priorities. And that's why I think I know why this question came up because confidence can, like 100% confidence can easily be connected with comparing yourself to others. There's no doubt about that. Um, I mean, using the modeling industry as a great example from my past, I 100% my confidence was absolutely altered by the way I compared myself to others. If I was in a casting and I was looking around, I was comparing myself to others and I probably wasn't going to perform my best for who I was casting for. I don't know why I said perform. It's not like I did much. I just stood there and smiled. But, you know, I because my confidence was affected because I, as soon as I walked in that room, I was comparing myself to others. Mm-hmm. If I walked into that room and I thought, oh, yeah, she looks cool. She looks like a nice chick. And I just appreciated everyone else without actually putting myself down and comparing myself, then my confidence would have been fine. So yeah, I think it's completely normal that if you, if your confidence gets affected, um, by comparing yourself to others, that's normal Don't Like, you know, and I don't think you're ever going to get to a point where you completely fix that. Even me who started off this podcast saying I'm the most confident I've ever been in my entire life and I feel like I foresee my confidence as being quite stable because I just feel like I've never been more me. Even with that, I know that I'm, I still compare myself every now and again in different aspects of my life and that's going to probably ebb and flow that confidence on that particular day. But that doesn't mean as a whole that I'm not confident in who I am. We're perfectly imperfect. If we were perfect, we could not be doing this podcast because it would be completely unrelatable and basically for the fact that no one is perfect. (laughs) No one is perfect. And, like, how boring if they were. Yeah, how boring. Imagine someone's like, well, I'm pretty perfect. If there was a perfect individual, everyone else in life would have have no opportunity to be happy. Mm. How bad is that? But there isn't anybody perfect. So whenever your mind compares yourself to someone else, and you think that they might have this perfect life and that's putting you down, just remember that they don't. No one has everything perfect. What a way to finish. That was bad. <laughs> I loved that quote. <laughs> if you think well, someone is perfect, they are not. <laughs> it's true and I love it. And it's funny, it's like a, such a simple way to put it, but sometimes putting something, making it that simple helps us to understand why we're being so hard on ourselves. So love it. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us Sophie. oh my god i appreciate you. it always uh would you like me to do the outro or would you like to do it you go for it be confident <laughs> deliver it <laughs> this is another thing that i don't care about if i nail the outro or not <laughs> i kind of like that i suck at it anyway so oh my god if you would like to hear more from us <laughs> i've told myself Great start. i've Great told start. myself i'm gonna muck it up so i am no so If you want to find out more about Keep It Cleaner and try it, we have got a seven-day free trial, which you can access at any time through our website, www.keepitcleaner.com.au. And you can also find us on the App Store and on Google Play if you would like to find out more about us, our lives. (laughs) Follow us on social media. (laughs) That's a new intro to that part. Uh, You can find us at Steph Smith at Keep It Cleaner at Laura Henshaw. And also, if you would like to... Also, I just wanted to say the biggest thank you to everyone who listened last week and sent beautiful messages in yeah. about the podcast. It literally means... So no I can't well. even explain how much it means to like, us. Like, the fact that we spoke about vulnerability 
it was very it felt I was ve- I felt very vulnerable the other day when we when we launched it so thank you yeah thank you for allowing us to, to speak that way and, and making it a safe place for us we really appreciate it if you would like to support the podcast you can through reviewing us on Spotify or Apple podcast please keep in mind constructive only non none of these <laughs> haters from last week okay <laughs> um and yeah. you can also share like as Laura said if you if you <laughs> DM us saying that you particularly liked this podcast or another or um you want to you know share to your friends that you really enjoyed it that really helps helps us and supports us as well yeah and and now the intro became a segment because it was so long <laughs> Outro. outro. Oh my goodness, it was definitely an outro. Okay, we will chat to you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.